VGRT Gaming Podcast, episode 699, recorded on October 11th, 699th edition of the TD Gaming Podcast and 532nd episode of Video Game Roundtable. I am TJ Denzer. I am Scott Derrick. And I am Jonah Falcon. The VGRT Gaming Podcast focuses on game news from around the industry. Right. So, talking about what we've been playing, um, Forza has just come out, but I have not been playing that yet because I've been busy playing Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, either of you played it yet? No. I, uh, I have fiddled with it a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm not that far in, um, but I will say that it is a lot like the original Assassin's Creed, and not just because it takes place in the Mideast. <laughs> um, it's supposed to be short. It's supposed to be like 20 hours, um, which is good, because I'm not going to play 100 hours plus on Assassin's Creed Valhalla ever. I refuse to do that. Um, and no one has uh, levels, so if you just want to murder someone, just go ahead and murder them. You don't have to worry if you're a higher level than them or not. <laughs> there was uh, one of our, our – when our reviewer was playing the game, you got a clip of himself uh, walking behind like a squad of soldiers that were like in a line. He just wandered up behind Just picked them, them off one by one? Yeah. And the only thing and the only thing that noticed was a nearby cow that like went as it, as it was happening. Yeah, this one actually ups the, the animal cruelty you can do. You can murder cows and cats and... Ah, that's not cool. You can pet the cat, but you can also murder it. Well, uh, so long as it isn't an innocent human. Remember, these are all memories. These are not... <laughs> this is not actual life. This is just, uh, you know, going back and remembering things. Which is why when you do something like kill human, a, an innocent person, it says desynchronize... Um, kill a cat, you should be you should be automatically barred from any good endings in the game. <laughs> you have to take the bad ending. Yeah. Bast Bast takes revenge. Um, the thing is that I haven't gotten any animus stuff yet. You know where you're out of the animus. So far, it's just staying in the animus. There, I haven't really left it yet. So, which is interesting. Hmm. I miss Desmond Miles. Bring him back, Desmond. Oh no, he was killed in one of them. What was it? Assassin's Creed Three? I don't know. It sucks. I, I like Desmond Miles. Oh, well. Uh, it's some new dude who's who you're investigating the memories of. Um, I also like the main character, Basim. He's, he's, I like his uh, story arc so far, as much as it is. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I will get around. Everybody loves Forza Motorsport, though. I keep on hearing everybody raving about it. Uh, did you see the list of uh, known issues they need? They're working on addressing. No, I didn't. There's a. There was a. They posted a list of known issues that's like a mile long. It's <laughs> like a future set of patch notes, but it's like apparently people have been reporting muddy textures in the cockpit. Uh, uh, but he's all PC some, stuff. Issues with multiplayer. Uh, no, this is <laughs> all platforms. Okay. Well, some of it is like platform specific, but. A lot of it is all platforms, but oh, a lot of people have been really enjoying it, though. Yeah, our our reviewer really loved it, and it's still 
but it's still a beautiful game with a lot of vehicle customization. And um, one of the things about Game Pass that it allows it to do is that there's not going to be a Forza Sport 8, 9, 10, or 11. It's just going to be Forza Motorsport. We'll keep iterating on it. We'll just keep releasing expansions for it, which is fine for a uh, for a racing game, really. I mean, the only thing you can do to change a racing game is just add new locations and add new cars. There's not much else you can do about it. It's not like Forza Horizon in which, oh, we're going to do it in Mexico. Oh, we're going to do it in Japan. Oh, we're going to, you know... Yeah, and I I said this a lot before. I prefer Motorsport to Horizon because I I prefer the pure racing. Um, Forza uh, Forza Horizon is more of a uh, it's more like playing an Ubisoft game in which you're just trying to get all these map icons. Yeah, I uh, I never I I like Forza Horizon Five. Um, People say the Forza Motorsport, uh, Forza Horizon Four, is superior to Five. I wouldn't know. All I know is that like it's a good racing experience, but I will say that like the 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 tiny little uh, things that you have to do between races, like hitting a big jump or or hitting checkpoints, and it's just like I don't want to do that shit. And at certain points, you have to to move forward because like you need to pick up all the activities to advance the plot. I know someone who has a good driving wheel. I think it's a Logitech, and they play on the most highest difficulty, or at least the most realistic difficulty, in which they have, and they love tweaking their cars and then just racing it and not having, not having the rewind, not doing anything that like that. It's just you know they're they have their wheel and they're just doing real racing, because that's one of the things about Forza Horizon that everybody loves is the accessibility. You can either do it like almost an arcade racer, or you can do it so it's hyper realistic. Yeah. And I loved the racing. Like the, I, I really enjoyed the cars. I really enjoyed uh, tweaking for like the off-road or on-road tracks, or like the mix. And uh, I really loved the tracks themselves and how they're like spread in off-road and on-road through the countryside. So what do you what have you been playing, TJ? I've been playing the heck out of uh, the Separate Ways DLC in uh, Resident Evil Four. Okay, did that come out? It did. It's uh, it's real good. Um, all of the stuff that like people complain. Wait, where was this in the base game? It's it's here. It's here in the DLC. <laughs> it's like every single thing that got missed was put in here, and 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 in very good ways too. Like I I praised Resident Evil Four for being like the most complete Resident Evil experience I've had in a while. And that stands for separate ways. Separate ways is just more good stuff on top of good stuff. I really like how they, uh, Aiden has a grappling gun in the game and, uh, it used to just be that you would use it to jump to places that advance the plot. Now you can actually use it in combat against enemies. Like if you stun an enemy with Ada, she can use the grappling gun to, uh, she can still run up and do like a really strong melee attack to really hurt them. But if she's way far away from them, but you still want to get that damage in, she can use the grappling gun to whip herself to them and do like a slightly less powerful melee attack. I uh, I really like how they handled that. Scott, and, uh, oh, go ahead, keep going. I was just gonna say, and uh, they did some <laughs> they did some really funny stuff to well, in my opinion, with the uh, with some of the like they they I'm going to go ahead and say it. they brought back the infamous laser hallway and I will say that it's just as ridiculous as ever and more so. 
Actually, before we move on to Scott, I'm pretty sure, uh, TJ, you've noticed that huge uh, patch list for for Armor Core 6. They finally nerfed the Zimmermans. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know people are have mixed feelings about that. They buffed all the other weapons, but they nerfed two of them, and one of them was the Zimmerman. The Zimmerman shotgun has been like the crutch of all players in Armored Core 6, I would say. It is. Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit too strong. Yeah, um, you just circle strafe someone with two Zimmermans and just take them, you know, one by one. If you hit them point blank and catch them with all of it, you can take them from zero to stunned in one shot. It's so powerful. And uh, I don't like I don't mind having a gun that's like high risk, high reward, but I don't think the risk was big enough for the Zimmerman to be putting out that kind of ridiculous damage. Um, and then and like they, they nerfed the Zimmerman and then buffed just about every single other weapon, which is really funny to me because like, I guess trying to level the playing field to a degree, but also like you're, you're straight up saying, yeah, the Zimmerman is way too powerful we're going to bump every other gun up just to compete with it. <laughs> Scott, you've been playing Disgaea 7. Tell me that. I, I'm pretty sure of it. I'm guessing. Disgaea? No, I haven't. Been you haven't been playing, playing Disgaea 7? Really? No. It came out last week. I could have sworn you'd be playing it. No, I don't think I've played any of those games. So Wait, I, I thought you said you played Disgaea. No. Really? Really? I used to play those games back in the day, but like... They're like... They're they're basically Final Fantasy Tactics, but with demons. But I think they're also a little bit more grindy than any of the Final Fantasy tactics. Well, I mean, Final Fantasy got to a point where they like worked on like alleviating that grind, whereas Disgaea kind of leaned into it and continued to make that a thing. Where like you have to go into your items and level them up and play like multiple multiple battles to get them stronger. Having a Mandela moment, I could have sworn that Scott kept on saying about playing Disgaea. No, over the years, that's weird. I know he's yeah. now. You're going to tell me you never play Ease. Play? Oh, I played Ease. Yeah. Okay, so don't 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 fuck with my head that much, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but I have been playing Minecraft. Uh, yeah, I just decided to take a break for a little bit and play that. Um, I'll probably get back to uh, Baldur's Gate eventually. So will I. Actually, um, after the most recent test, I reinstalled it and started a new character, but I haven't gotten farther in it. But now that I'm playing it off my uh, my SDD SSD, it's playing a lot faster and it's a lot. It's a it's less of a chore to play. Um, just one question: Are you going to uh, TJ or or Scott? Are you going to play River City Rival Showdown when it comes out tomorrow? I don't know. I'm not planning on it. The River City games are like they're kind of samey. Like I don't mind them, but I think one of the best parts of games like uh, River City Girls is how much they stepped away from like the the same formula over and over and over again. Oh. And uh, River, it looks like River City Rival Showdown is going to kind of be that same one to one thing. Yeah, it's all irrelevant because you know it comes out in two weeks, right? What's that? City Skylines too. Oh yeah, it does. Oh wait, you know some recent news. <laughs> City Skylines two will be coming out just for PC in two weeks. Uh, the console versions were delayed uh, till next year. Yeah, that's a bummer because I really wanted to play that on PS5. 
It's not as much of a bummer for me because I'll still be able to play City Skylines. It'll just be on a PC instead of a console. And I tend to play my uh, City simulations um, on PC anyway. It feels better that way. I don't know. I just like having a mouse and keyboard for it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. Just It had something to do with our RPG talk, and I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> I'm... I, Lamplighter's League, by the way, has gotten mixed reviews, but I'll still play it at some point. They're only a week out from its release, and they're already saying it's a failure. Like, that seems a bit premature, doesn't it? Uh, I don't yeah. Guess. It's weird to hear these preemptives. This game has failed, and it hasn't even come out yet. Well, it has come out. It came out last week. Okay. Yeah. And I guess, like, Paradox is not satisfied at all with the, with the uh, outcome so far. To the point where they're talking about writing it off. Well, tough luck. It's on Game Pass. I'll still play it. So there. I know. It's just... <laughs> know, like, this game... That game only came out a week ago. How is it a failure already? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe... Well, I mean, like, how, how can they call it a failure already? Like, if there's, like... I can understand if maybe there was, like, double-digit players for the entire <laughs> week. But that seems like... I don't know. Uh, maybe they're talking about it being a failure in mind space. I don't know. Um, the only thing is that um, Agatha Christie Murder on the Order Express, Orient Express comes out next week, and I'm trying to figure out how the hell they're going to do that game. Since, uh, spoiler alert, for a book that's several decades old, um, everybody did it. So what are they going to do? Try and determine how everybody did it? I don't get it. Same reason why people go to watch Titanic. You know, They know the ship's going to sink. But they wanted to see the drama. I'm still kind of bummed out about what's going on with, but we're going to talk about um, Unity and with Telltale because uh, that's really bumming me out. Because I'm really looking forward to um, The Wolf Among Us too. Yeah, that one is looking like it's in a pretty unfortunate place. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're going on to game news. Uh, <laughs> two kind of big news out there. First news, the new PS5 Slim officially revealed. So, you know, it's like, the, it's not a shocker, right? You have the PS1 Slim, the PS2 Slim, the PS3 Slim, um, the PS4 Pro. See, and that's where they broke the cycle. See, it was a PS1 Slim, PS2 Slim, PS3 Slim, and the PS4 Pro. Um, Sony has officially unveiled a new mid-generation model of the PS5. Although it can be purchased in two distinct versions, the, sl- the slimmer form factor for the console actually has a detachable disk drive. Adopting a modular design that will seemingly streamline PS5 stock into a single model, rather than entirely separate disk and digital digit editions uh, that it launched with, with two- in 2020. Basically, they're doing what-, what Microsoft did with the Xbox 360. You had the core and the premium, but the core didn't have the hard drive, but you could buy the hard drive and just slap it on the side there if you wanted it to. So that's basically what they're doing. Uh, purchasing the new PS5 with the uh, detachable Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive included will cost $500, while the digital edition bears a price tag of $450. The former is a better package deal as a disc drive when purchased separately costs $80. Bucks. We're going to get into this yeah. in a moment. Uh, this new PS, uh, The new version of the PS5 is effectively the same console as the original model. The um, key difference is being its form factor, which I believe, what is it, uh, 17% smaller? Not, it's not tremendously smaller, but it's noticeably smaller. 
the slightly larger internal uh, storage. This new model comes with a one terabyte SSD as opposed to the original model's uh, 825 gigabyte SSD. But will presumably keep the original's M2 SSD storage expansion capabilities. That confuses me uh, because the reason why it was 825 gigabyte SSD is that 175 gigabytes went to the OS. I mean, the OS always eats some of the hard drive space when you're using it as your base drive. So yeah. either they just made it a lot more efficient or they're lying. I'm guessing that it's it's a lot more efficient operating system, so it's going to be like, what, 900 gigabytes instead of 825? Something like that, right? Uh, rather than yeah. two faceplates, uh, one covering each side of the console, the new PS4 has... PS4. PS5 has four, two on each side, and the higher two, when the console is positioned vertically, will have a glossy finish, while the lower two will retain the matte design of the original design. However, there's a new stand for all PS5 models to use while oriented vertically, which is going to be sold separately for $30. That's a okay. little bit silly. So if you want, so if you <sighs> buy the digital one and want the disk drive later, you got to pay $90. $80. $80. And then if you want the uh, the stand thing, you got to pay another 30 And i, I got to tell you this. I don't know anybody who, who puts the PS5 horizontally. I know some people do it with the Xbox Series X, but no one does it with a PS5. I can't think of a single person who orients it uh, horizontally, because that thing is gigantor. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> awkward. Hmm. I do, but I also have to make space for it. Okay, well, you have to make space for it. So, this new PS5 is not that much different, but costs more money than the original PS5. And they're nickel and diming you for a vertical stand. Which I, I, this is going to be about a billion people who are going to sell the same stand for five bucks. You know, a third party. It's just plastic. You only need some plastic. I can't yeah. believe that's sep- sold separately. Well, I mean, here one reason I can think of, and it's a very small reason, is that they want to have it in the smallest box possible. But even then, thirty dollars for a hunk of plastic. Or what? What people would be fine with just doing a, with a hunk of plastic? I mean. It's a, it's, it has a metallic ring base. I don't know. No one cares. They just wanted to hold their, their PS5 up. As a matter of fact, some people will just take two books and put, uh, two big books and put them together. as like little bookshelves and <laughs> PS5 that way. Um, but still, it is expensive. It's more expensive than the PS5. And my thing is, just get the, re- the original PS5. Yeah, I mean, eventually you're not even going to have that choice because they've said that they're going to phase out the uh, original model. Basically, once they once they finish selling this stock, the new model is going to be all that's left. And the FTC wanted to block Microsoft by uh, from getting Activision because it was going to disrupt, you know, it was going to disrupt the video. <laughs> do they understand that Sony can do this because they're the market leader? Yeah. And, uh, like, I don't know, I, I, I'm not mad at them getting rid of the original model. I especially, well, okay. Here's and they the, also jacked up the price they, of the original model anyway. They, if they are making a new model of this console, they better have fixed the horrible issues with the original. Because, I don't know if y'all remember, but when I was at Evo, I got desynced a lot. And the reason for that was because the PS5 is putting out so much heat. It was messing with USB ports. And people, there were some people whose, like, US, the connectors in their USB uh, plugs got melted into the console. 
And the uh, thing is, when you have a smaller form factor, it actually gets hotter. Yeah, so, like, they have got to address that. That cannot be a thing, because you're talking about uh, you're talking about one of the biggest fighting game tournaments in the country, in the world, and it's melting, PS5s are melting. <laughs> and pe- it's melting people's equipment, and it's the freaking thing is owned by, like, Evo is owned by PlayStation. How embarrassing must that be to have your hardware fucking with players on the grandest stage of them all? I don't know. This is uh, Jim Ryan's uh, goodbye gift to all PlayStation owners. Good riddance. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you have a PS5, don't don't get the Slim. It's not necessary. It's, it's... I mean, for me, I, I already have the original, so I'm going to wait until they do a pro version if, they, if I do any sort of upgrades. Did they ever do pro versions of previous things like the PS3, PS2, and PS1? No, I think they only did Slims. Yeah, they just did a slim of the PS3, and then uh, PS4 is the first time they did a pro version, I do believe. Yeah. <sighs> Microsoft is going half lazies on their mid mid uh, mid generation model. They're they're just phasing out the Xbox Series S. Really, that's all they're doing, and they have to. It's 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 embarrassing when you have to delay Baldur's Gate three because the S because the Xbox Series S can't handle it. Yeah, it's uh. On a side note, um, they're saying that uh, there'll be the acquisition of uh, Actors in Blizzard King by the 13th, which is Friday. I can't help but notice the ominous date there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll do it, it on the 12th. Like it doesn't seem like anything standing in the way anymore. The C- they finally got. Yeah, FTC is complaining, way. and the uh, and the uh, uh, the UK CMA is complaining, but other than that, you know. I thought they uh, I thought they rebuilt the deal and uh, met the CMA's demands. Yeah, the CMA is re is reinvestigating and they can reinvestigate all they want. The FTC can complain all they want. Um, some interesting new coming coming out of that, as expected. They say don't expect many Activision games on on Game Pass, especially Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare Three, because Microsoft wants that sweet 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 Call of Duty uh, money. <laughs> Yeah. But um, here's here's the thing. Um, all the other call, the old Call of Duties are are now available, and people have been enjoying the hell out of the multiplayer of the older Call of Duties, like Call of Duty Ghosts, um, Call of Duty Black Ops. I mean, um, not Ghosts. Ghosts sucked. Um, the first uh, Black Ops and some of the other ones, which they say, which they say they really enjoy the multiplayer for, and it's neat that you're able to do multiplayer on those older games. Hell, even PlayStation uh, Call of Duty players have been able to get onto multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. I think it event, eventually they are going to put them on Game Pass. That feels like a given, right? Yeah, like, but, but it's what, just not. It's just not going to be immediately because they still want to get that uh, that sweet money out of it. What you will do, which Microsoft will probably do, is give them lots of perks because right. Game Pass people get perks, and um, yeah. On a side note, and this is gonna make uh, <laughs> this is gonna make Scott's eyebrows raise. Um, apparently, um, uh, Oblivion remastered and Marwin remastered will be a console exclusive. Oh no! <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I hate that. Well, well already, lots have already made a Skype Oblivion and a 
Yeah, um, but not for not for the PlayStation version. That's for the P. There's gonna. It's not well when they say an exclusive to the Xbox. The PC is gonna get those too. I mean, uh, you know, because okay. uh, Microsoft has already made everything that's first party is day one on Steam, so you don't have to worry about that. Question is, um, it all depends on the amount of work. If it's like almost no work, they'd probably make it multi-platform. But if they're doing a lot of work on it, no, it's going to be exclusive. And they're also going to sell the new version on Steam, maybe. I don't know. Maybe if if it would be nice. I mean, I've seen them do it before. If you have the original version and there's a remastered version coming out for an older game, uh, maybe sometimes they say, oh, yeah, the um, the update is free. Of course, it was went horribly wrong when Rockstar did it with the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, but we don't talk about that. Yeah, that's a bummer though. I would have, lo- I would love to have like a, a version of Oblivion that's on like graphical and update parity with uh, PS5. Star- something like Starfield. Yeah. Like, I don't expect miracles, but it would be so fair- very cool to see like an Oblivion that was like streamlined and re- and built from the ground up to be on that level. Is it going to be built from the ground up? I don't know. Um, if it's built from the ground up, that's definitely going to be console exclusive. Yeah, sure. I, that that makes I I guess so. <laughs> and watch it, it's released two years later on on the Nintendo Switch too because uh, Microsoft and Nintendo are, are are not very competitive. You know, it's like Microsoft. Hey, you know what? Ori makes money on the Switch. Let's let's release it there. Yeah. I mean, it feels like these are going to be way far off, right? Unless, unless, like you said, they're not like built from the ground up. They're, they're going to be like they're going to be advertising for Elder Scrolls Six. They're like if they're HD remasters, then I don't expect them to take as long. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, Sony is complaining about Call of Duty all the time, and I'm thinking, well, why aren't you more upset about the Elder Scrolls? Because the Elder Scrolls, to me, is much bigger. Than, it than is modern war than Call of Duty. I mean, it's so big they haven't released, <laughs> they haven't released the twenty, uh, they haven't released, uh, they keep on updating uh, Skyrim since twenty eleven. They still keep selling it on full price. I should tell you how big Skyrim is. Grand Theft Auto Five and Skyrim are like the two games I know of that have spanned three different console generations of updates. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Grand Theft Auto Five? Did you say TJ? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's been crazy. It really has. Just like 2011. But here's of them launched on Xbox 360 and PS3. He, here's the thing. Here's the other thing that's wacky. Okay. Um. Grand Theft Auto has an online mode. It right. has Grand Theft Auto Online. Elder Scrolls does not, and I'm not thinking of Elder Scrolls Online because that has nothing to do with Skyrim. That's not that's not a part of Skyrim. So yeah, Elder Skyrim, Scrolls Skyrim is just that good. Skyrim is a single player game that people keep on doing stuff, and of course it has the biggest it has the the biggest modding community I think ever. If you go to Nexus Mods, it's like what five hundred thousand mods, and the next one is like just maybe a hundred thousand. Yeah. I mean, between Skyrim and the Sims and the Sims is the only one I can think of, which has a, a, a gigantic modding community, but even they pale to, to Skyrim. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, those are some long living games. Yeah. Um, one thing, one exclusive that the PlayStation is getting is, um, Red Ted Redemption two remastered. 
Or is it Red Dead Redemption? One of the Red Dead Redemptions are getting remastered, and it's not coming on an Xbox. Mm-hmm. I forgot which one. It's either one or two. Anyways, let's talk about the next item. Go ahead, TJ. Alrighty. Nintendo Switch 2 name, release date, and pricing reportedly revealed from Yahoo. More details on the successor to the Nintendo Switch have been revealed online, and they include a release date, an internal name for the console, and even a price. There is also the suggestion that Nintendo will release two console variants, much like Xbox and PlayStation did with the current generation. And that just blows my mind right there. That that blows my mind. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, The new information was disclosed on the Discord server of an industry insider known as The Snitch by user Soldier Delta. The same leaker revealed a screen grab and details on Team Ninja's Rise of the Ronin ahead of its official official unveiling this summer. So they have a small but accurate track record. He claimed that Nintendo will release two consoles in the in September next year. However, he adds that there is a there is also a placeholder for early November. So it could be that pre-orders will take place from the end of summer and lead up to a release prior to the holiday season. The, this matches earlier rumors that suggested Nintendo plans a big marketing campaign from June to August 2024. The same leaker also claims for, that the internal name for what we're calling the Nintendo Switch 2 is actually NG. There's no final name right now. And finally, the console variants, which are, will reportedly release at the same time, will be priced at $449 for a standard model and $400 for a digital-only option. This latter detail suggests that the standard version will be compatible with game cartridges on a Nintendo Switch, maybe even Switch games themselves, through backwards compatibility, and the digital edition will only play games bought on the Nintendo eShop. Without confirmation, it's worth no, it's always worth taking any speculation with a pinch of salt. I'm going to um, tell you right now, that is expensive for a Nintendo product. That's $449. That's the same price as the uh, PS5 Digital that, that, they've, that, that was announced. Yeah, I uh, it's, yeah. There's a lot of stuff about that's this that's a little hard to uh, parse. I would say, for one, the two versions, because like that doesn't seem like a Nintendo move. Yeah, Nintendo. I, well, Nintendo and, and and online are like ex 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 spouses. You know, they're forced to live each, with each other, but they divorced a long time ago. If this is true, and there are two versions, at the very least, it gives me some level of hope, even if it's small. That online will be decent? <laughs> that, that they'll increase the uh, on-console uh, storage capacity. Yeah, that, that's another thing. Um, if you're going to do that, you're, and that's also, like I said, that's very expensive for a Nintendo. Because usually their thing is that they're like $100, $150 less expensive than the other two competitors, which makes them attractive to you know more casual players. Mm-hmm. 449 is a lot for Nintendo. Yeah, it is. But like they would have to be they would have to be packing some serious uh, hardware into the out of that thing if they're going to yeah, charge like, that much. Well, here's the, the price. It better run like a PS5. Nah, I, here's the thing. It doesn't have to be as powerful because Nintendo still has the same brand. I mean, Super Mario. Oh, what's the name? Super Mario with something with a W. Uh, Wonder. Wonder. Yeah, wonder is coming out, and we know it's not going to push any, any, uh, any, you know. But I will say this: um, I think it might be weaker in terms of computing power, but not too weak. 
because it's going to have um, a some more expensive stuff. Here's the thing: um, the M2 SSDs have really dropped in price. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to believe you that Nintendo will just chuck a one terabyte as uh, M2 SSD in there, and I think people will be just fine with that. Hmm. Maybe so. Yeah. I really hope that they do a good job with the storage capacity, though, because I can't deal yeah. with another Nintendo console that has 32 <laughs> gigabytes of space on it. If you're going to have a digital-only version, you better have better storage space. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, like, I, I, it's hard to decide if I believe any uh, much of this or not. Like, It seems know. real. I mean, I can imagine, you know, from June, which would be E3, uh, to August 2024, Nintendo just hyping the shit out of the Switch 2. I do believe that a Switch is, like, a new Switch is coming. It is. But, you see, here's the thing. A lot of people think the Switch 2 is just going to be some, like the Wii U, you know, some incremental upgrade. No, this is an actual sequel. This is, like, yeah, this is the muscle boy. And the thing is, you know, the Switch the, the Switch 1 is still going to be uh, sold for the uh, two years after it's released. It's, like, you can't give up that, that user base like two or three years and allow people to eventually move on if they want to. I will say this, though. Um, if you're going to have a Switch 2, it better be 100% compatible with the Switch. Yeah, I agree. It sounds to an extent like if this rumor is true, then it sounds like it will be to an extent. Because, I mean, if they're building it to be able to... If they're building a, a cartridge version that will and that will use the same form factor of cartridges as the original, then that seems compatible. I don't know. It, yeah. There's a lot of questions. This uh, this is, makes a lot of more questions than it does answers. I think here's one thing is that it seems to me like cartridges are making a comeback because you have the new Atari 2600, which is going to have regular Atari 2600 carts. So I think there's something. With all this digital going around, I think there's something nice and tacked about taking a cartridge and just plugging it into your system. And, um, you know, vinyl vinyl LPs haven't gone away because there are people who just enjoy having vinyl. So we'll see. Yeah. I will say it's always been funny to me how much, like, Nintendo put into the box art to just put this little tab in there that's about the size of a Listerine pocket pack. <laughs> So the one thing is, what is the gimmick going to be this time? <laughs> I, I guess the rumor was VR, but yeah, no idea. Uh, well, that would explain why it would be more expensive. Imagine it's it's just a really bad Virtual Boy again. Oh, no, everything's red again. No. Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Which do the- you want to hurt worse, your eyes or your neck? Or your brain. Oh. <laughs> I still neck to try to fit your face up against those goggles. Yeah, I still haven't gotten the. Uh, I don't know if it's out yet, but I haven't pre-ordered or anything with the Meta Quest Three yet. Like I said, I'm going to hold off on that. It's it's not a high need for me. But you know, if they ever announce, well, actually, knowing Bethesda's history, they'll probably will announce a Starfield VR. Cool. Hmm. By the way, I uh, checked to see I've played Starfield since its launch for 143 hours. Nice. That's uh, six days and no, five days and 23 hours. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna move on to the next item. Uh, Unity CEO Richard Tello steps down effective immediately from PC Gamer. Game engine maker Unity has announced that CEO John Richard Tello 
has, will retire from his prominent position at the company effective immediately. Richatella will retire as president, chief executive officer, chairman, and a member of the company's board of directors. In short, Unity is unpopular and controversial CEO is out. Uh, Richatella's Unity unveiled confusing, controversial, and still very poorly explained pricing scheme changes that have been uh, partially walked back. Uh, Unity was announced that uh, has announced that James M. Whitehurst will take over as interim CEO. Whitehurst was formerly CEO at open source software company Red Hat from 2008 to 2020. Then a president at IBM until 2022. IBM still makes PCs, really? I, I, obviously, they don't make MS-DOS stuff. Um, the company. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I don't think anyone knows what IBM does anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the company said that it doesn't expect changes to its expectations of profit in third quarter 2023. Unity has fired some 600 or more employees so far this year, and closed half its office. Classic tactics for boosting a business's profitability in the short term. Damn those shareholders. Uh, the pricing scheme is hardly Richard Tell's first controversy at Unity or the game industry at large. He's a business figure that's quite disliked by many rank-and-file players and developers as the face and man taking the blame for many high-profile controversies over the years. That may be as simple as firings above or last year when he called game developers fucking idiots and was forced to publicly apologize. Uh, further back, he committed, indi- committed industry watchers know Richard Tell served as CEO of EIO during one of its most controversial periods when he said everything has to be online, especially SimCity. And the Origin Digital Storefronts, uh, it's, um, you know, I Origin's Digital Storefront is a pain, but I've never, I mean, everybody has their own storefront now, so it's sort of like, uh, anyways, nevertheless, shortly after he said players would, shortly after he said players would learn to love always online games. Sure they do, John. Everybody's just whooping with joy with, um, with uh, live service games. So yeah, John Richatel is out, and his bad ideas are out, and I don't know why they even hired him in the first place. Oh, you did so well at EA. No? God. <laughs> the bi- the best business decision that Richatello has done in his career at Unity was step down. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Um, what's his face? The showrunner at Star Trek has made so many bad, shitty stuff. Uh, oh, God. it's uh, What is his name? I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, yeah, I don't know that one. Um, I just think like Alex, time, Alex like, Kurtzman, that's right. Every time, like I actually had someone say to me the other day, "Was Rich Tello so but that bad?" And the first thing that ever, that comes to my mind every th- time I think of John Rich Tello is the time where he said that uh, of all gaming, indie and otherwise. That if you don't have a monetization strategy when you're thinking up your game, then you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's John Richitello in a nutshell for me. That guy is poison to the industry, and uh, I hope he never works on it again. <laughs> Going back to Alex Kurtzman, he did Transformers 1 and 2, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Star Trek, um, Disney's uh, Lone Ranger. How does he keep getting work? Also, Akiva Goldsman, although at least he can say, I won an Oscar. Yeah, you just copied a book. It was an adaptation of um, of a mathematician. But otherwise, Akiva Goldsman's done shit. And I don't understand how these people keep on getting jobs. Oh, you failed miserably. Uh, let's hire you. Oh, John Richatello. Oh, yeah, you killed the SimCity franchise? Well, come on to Unity. We're sure, we're, we're sure that you'll be good. That's like having... Um, not Don Magic, even though he was terrible. 
um, you know, the guy on the way out at, at uh, Activision, right? It's like telling him, oh, you like having a um, you like having your workplace be with fear and and nervousness and and backbiting. Oh, sure. Work for us. I got another one for you. Phil Harrison, who bumbled his way through Microsoft, Sony and Google Stadia. Yeah. I always confuse Phil Harrison with Phil Spencer for some reason. It's just both Phil's. <laughs> Phil's a good, Phil Spencer is a good one. Phil Harrison yeah, I mean, is a is a walking failure mine. Well, Phil Spencer, you know, at least his goods uh, far outweigh his bads because he he's made one or a couple of mistakes, but otherwise, you know, he had to he had to revive the uh, Xbox brand from the disaster that Don Matrick was because Don Matrick almost single handedly destroyed the Xbox franchise. Mm-hmm. Let's make the Xbox One. We're going to tell everybody that's going to be uh, online only. That, that that that's that's a real good idea, Don. Sure. It's not like a majority of people don't have a fast connection in the United States. But yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's Douglas Adams. I don't know what it is. Maybe does John Richard Richardella give good blowjobs? I I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, he, uh, he definitely had the uh, board of directors wrapped around his pinky for a while. Yeah. But uh, in any case, he's an awful person, and uh, I'm glad that he's fired. I don't know how he is as a person. He's just an awful businessman. Um, so getting back to Unity, it's going to be interesting to see how Unity recovers. You know, they, recover. uh, they should have never they should have never became a corporation and just stayed a business in which all you care about is just making a profit. You don't have to increase profits every year. And uh, here's the thing. Unity is important. Unity is very important. I hope if Unity goes out of business, they say, "Okay, here's the here's Unity, open source, go wild." Yeah, sucked uh, for indie developers that were in that ecosystem that now have to like wonder about if it's if they're going to actually stay the course and do right by their developers, or if they're going to do these horrible predatory and uh, and basically money skimming. Yeah, I know. It's going forward. EA, I mean, uh, Epic at some one point made Unreal Engine for, um, like, basically free, or it's at least very easy to do. I think that's because they were trying to fill the uh, storefront for uh, the Epic store, but... Um, and let's go ahead and put it out there right now. Epic is not a good guy in any of this. They no. laid off 900 of their employees. There's been a lot of layoffs in the industry, and... You know, I don't know. You can't blame it on the pandemic anymore. Yeah. Although I will say, you know, profits are, were up during the pandemic because everybody was inside. And, uh, I guess I'll have to play video games all day. <laughs> I will blame it on Tim Sweeney being brash enough to go to court with Apple. Well, Apple's no <laughs> saint either, so. No, of course not. But Tim Sweeney knew he was going to lose that court case, and he still did it. Well, that's... And all of this because of Fortnite. It's just amazing. One game just elevate. I guess you can say the same thing about Valve and Half Life Two. Yeah. Just just make one game that just explodes, and you can do whatever you want. And by the way, that shows you how much um, what's his face failed at Activision because they had that. They had World of Warcraft, uh, fourteen million subscribers at one point, and they didn't dominate like Epic and Valve did. Yeah. It's. It's weird to see what what takes off and what just kind of falls by the wayside. Hey, Bobby, like, Bobby, you failed. <laughs> Bobby, you failed. 
I'm it sorry, did. but you failed. You had you had World of Warcraft and you fumbled it. World of Warcraft was the live service game and you fumbled it. Yep. All to put a little bit more time into stupid ass Call of Duty. Yeah, and I'm just uh, I'm just biding my time until World of Warcraft's on PC Game Pass. Then I'll get back in it and see if I still want to play it. Because <laughs> I'm intrigued about the uh, World of Warcraft Classic, but uh, because. I, I said this many, 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 many times. I do not like the way you have uh, character progression in the normal World of Warcraft. I hate it. Yeah. Every time I see, like, <clears throat> every time I see an MMO, it kind of makes me want to try Final Fantasy fourteen and see if I can get into it. Hey, guess what? It's coming to Xbox. Well, you don't have an Xbox. I mean, you do have, I don't Is it, is it going to be coming to Xbox One? That's the question. Uh, I think Xbox Series X. Oh, okay. Because, um, well, a lot of people are going to be playing. It's going to be a big boost to the uh, Final Fantasy XIV uh, thing. Uh, uh, what's it called? Population. Which is always good for an MMO. Yeah, for sure. And, like, the fact... I think they said they're, they're doing cross-play with it, too. Oh, of course. You, like, you have to. <laughs> you have to. And so to have Well, you don't have to, but you have to. <laughs> and so to have that ecosystem extend from... PC and PlayStation over to Xbox as well and have everybody be able to play together. That's good yeah. shit. Like that's not something World of Warcraft's doing because World of Warcraft's only on PC. I wonder if Microsoft said to to Square say, "Okay, listen. Um, we'll do Final Four, we'll do Final Fantasy 14 and we won't put World of Warcraft on Xbox." That would be weird and interesting. <laughs> I mean, that, but that is a huge strength of Final Fantasy, right? Is that it's it's multi-platform now, consoles and yeah. PC, and cross-play between all of them. That's something. That's something that World of Warcraft can't play, can't claim. Which is weird is that when World of War, when Final Fantasy fourteen first came out, Microsoft did not want it because they didn't want to have cross-platform. And then it was years- also a it was also a bomb when it came out. Like it sucked. Nobody liked it. Yeah, the lead developer had to had to write this long apology speech. Yeah, they had to change directors and reboot the game to yeah. get it Completely. on the right foot. <laughs> and then the lead developer had to cut off a finger. So, <laughs> um, and then later on, Sony is the one saying we don't want multi-platform to Epic and Epic gets. Yep. And uh, Microsoft said, we like we like multi-platform now. <laughs> so it, it's just a weird reversal of... of, of and um, then Sony had to watch everybody enjoy multi-platform that it was not on Sony, and their players getting really a little bit salty about it. So if Sony has to be fine, we'll do multi-platform, but just for Fortnite. People are playing on their iPads, damn it. <laughs> I still don't get that. How do you play Fortnite on a tablet? Uh, you connect the controller into it for the mo- for m- what most people will do. Like, I guess you uh, you do a Bluetooth wireless controller. Just strange to me, you know. I want to play. I want to play Fortnite on my ta- on my iOS Air- AirPad iPad Air. It's weird to me. It's just I don't know why. It's just weird. Um. So yeah, like I said. Unity's done some re- really good stuff, and I don't want to see them go away, even though they've 
never had a profitable quarter and just had one losing one. It's like they keep on cutting. You know, at some point, you know, I'd like to see Unity go private. I mean, at this rate, Although if I they do. don't figure out how to get the trust of their their developer base back, they might go. I don't know. I I, I doubt they're going to go bankrupt anytime soon. But like, Unity hasn't been like a profitable company for a while, have they? No, I said um, they've never had a profitable quarter. They have had one bad quarter, or maybe it's only they've only had one profitable quarter. Whatever the case is, usually they're not doing anything. You know what I'd love to see is if Microsoft bought Unity. <laughs> That that would be multi-platform. They're, they're definitely not going to go. Oh, only Unity games on PC and Xbox. That's not going to happen. But it will be a good way for them to get more games for Game Pass. Right? Yeah. yeah we, for sure. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll pay you for your for your stuff. Indie developers say, really? Thank you. I think indie that developers. A, I think Steve Barone. That would be a very interesting play, and I think I think Unity is weak enough right now where it could happen. Yeah, it's like. You can't. It's it's. Oh, you bought it for a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how the the Activision Blizzard deal came about, right? Because yeah, but that's sixty-seven billion. My thing is like, oh yeah, you bought it for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you bought it for like pennies on the dollar. I mean, really cheap. But the point being that like Microsoft smelled blood in the water because Activision Blizzard was screwing up so much, and they got it for. Even at the price they got it, they got it for much cheaper than they would have if the leadership of Activision Blizzard weren't actively being slimy dicks. Yeah. The problem with, with Unity is that they were expecting Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo to front the money for the developers, and that's not how it works. They're not going to do it out of the... I mean, Sony has, has backed indie games before, uh, and so has Microsoft, and... Nintendo just said, hey, we have a lot of people who, are hard, who love indie games, who love retro games, so just we'll, we'll, we'll feature you on our, our store for a bit. But uh, you can't expect these publishers to actually help you, you know, like donate like you're some charity. Yeah, who knows? I do agree with you, though, that like somebody buying Unity at this point seems more likely than like I would say even more likely than not likely. Oh, I have one, I have a wild one for you. Who to buy Unity? Epic. Disney? No, Epic. <laughs> Epic Games buying Unity would actually make perfect sense. Mm. And no one would accuse yeah. them of being of, of, of being a monopoly. <laughs> Before the Apple versus Epic case, I would say that was possible if uh, if Epic was where it was now. I would say after that, uh, after that layoff and them saying that they have to go into cost-cutting mode, that it's way less likely. Yeah, but you, you do your cost-cutting, then you make an acquisition. It's, it's easy. And by the way, you're making, like I said, you're getting pennies off the dollar for this one. I mean, they don't even have to buy Unity. They can just buy the Unity engine and call it the Unreal Unreal Indie Engine. Hmm. We'll see. That would be wild. That would be wild. I was also I, seeing I, Disney talking about like. Bob Iger's got people in his ears telling him to buy a big studio like EA. So it was yeah, Disney. Disney. Disney can't afford it right now. You don't think yeah, so? Disney Plus is singing like a, a singing ship. The parks aren't making money. It's like the, the, Disney is on their downturn. As they they go up and down, up and down, up. Now they're going down. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything from Disney right now about acquisitions. 
As a matter of fact, they're trying to sell. I think they're trying to sell ABC. ABC is not making them money. Hmm. All it did was allow them to to uh, tweak the Oscar so a lot more Disney films could get nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, that, 10, uh, 10, 10 Best Picture nominees so we can get Black Panther in there. Yeah, that uh, that is weird considering they literally just acquired Hulu and, and strapped all their – like everything to it, like Disney and Hulu all in the same package now and you can't get away from it. Uh, I, like I said, um, whenever a company keeps on buying and buying and buying – Without consolidating, that's going to be a big, big problem there. And now people are discovering that, oh, wait, we want appointment TV. Cable ain't that bad. Because the main thing about cable and streaming was for a lot of people, streaming uh, streaming was free. I mean, you had regular Hulu. That was free. And now it's like, oh, I have to pay for it? Well, why don't I just pay for cable? At least I get a, a, a phone and a... Uh, uh, phone, uh, cable, and uh, TV. So it's just, it's just. Oh, uh, cable, uh, it's TV, internet, and and the phone. It is just weird. And like I said, I hope Unity lands on its feet because there's been some really, really good games that came out of Unity. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Unity because there's still plenty of quality games that are being made with that of that platform. And now we just have to see where John Richitello goes because then we can just you can sell all your stock from that company once he's uh, serves as CEO. No kidding. <laughs> just oh, John Richitello's in there. Um, okay, sell, sell or short it. <laughs> that too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Anyways, um, look for our show notes at gamingpodcast.net along with industry news and our gaming history articles. If you enjoy feedback, leave us comments on our blog at gamingpodcast.net. Also, set us up for facebook.com slash gaming podcast. So join us on iTunes and leave us some iTunes comments. You can find me on Twitter, X, at Jonah Falcon. You find me at Johnny Chokes. You can find me at uh, Shard Moore. And join us next week when we celebrate number 700. Yay, 700. Happy gaming, everyone. Have fun. Be cool. Play games, y'all. <laughs>